You know, we thank God for what Pastor Ray had shared last Sunday, reminding us the importance of going deep in understanding God in the Scripture. Not only that, to experience His power. And he concluded and summarized his sermon with this quote. He said, God calls us to know Him through His Word and engages us through His power. If you have not heard his sermon, do log into YouTube and listen to it. And it's very encouraging, reminding us to go deep in understanding God through His Word. But before I dive into our word today, let me tell you a short story about this pastor with his young daughter. This young pastor brought her daughter to a department store. So hawak-hawak niya is holding the daughter's hand and as they enter the department store, suddenly the daughter, about five years old or six, stands still and fix her eyes on a particular place in the department store. What do you think it is? Ana? Mga toys. Her eyes were so fixed with the toys. So the, she let go of her father's hand and she ran to the toy area. Nasa section na yon. She was amazed. So she let go of her father's hand. The father was there just walking, looking for appliances that he needs to buy. But yet his eyes still looking at her daughter. Nakatingin pa rin siya. So the daughter was playing and playing with the toys, and there's a small playground. The little girl seems enjoying the toys and the games that she was playing. And then suddenly, she started to look for her father. Tumingin siya. Hinahanap niya ngayon ng tatay niya. The father was just a little bit far away, but the father is there watching. So the girl was looking for her father. There's so much crowd in the area, and she couldn't see her father. She started to panic. She started to realize that she's lost and her father is gone. She became afraid and started to cry. Sino na sa inyo nawala before? Umiyak kayo? Sabi ng mama ko, balik ta rin da yung damit. It's true. Tinanggawin kito sa palayanan nun. So she started to cry. And the sales lady approached that little girl and gave her sweet. Why are you crying? Gave her sweet. She said, I, no, I don't want that sweet. I give you toys. No, I don't want that toys. She gave everything to this little girl, but she don't want all those things. She don't want the toys. She don't want the sweet. She don't want the game. She don't want the doll. What would really console her heart is to be with her father. Then suddenly, around that corner, the father appeared. And you know what? She finally found the one she's looking for. She stopped crying, and her smile returned on her face. You know, brothers and sisters, many times we are like that small little girl. We are lost in the midst of the toys that we are in, the thrills that we are pursuing, even the pursuit of life of this world, realizing that we are discontent. Even though the world will offer us more toys or more things, there is still joyless and emptiness in our heart. You know, it's very important for us to realize this. In our discipleship journey, we are in a constant struggle of our affection. Like that little girl who saw the toy, she was captured right away. At the same time, many times we Christians, as we live our life, we are sad when we see something nice and something that entices entice us, we are drawn and attracted away. There's always a tension. There's always a struggle that will try to get our affection away from God. You know, as humans, we are made to seek love. We are made to give love. However, in our frailty, in our sinful nature, we define and seek love from wrong places. We are called to love, but the problem is that we don't love properly. Kaya tignan mo sa katabi mo, sabi mo, mm-hmm. We seek love in the wrong places. Many times, our love is distorted. 
wrongly ordered. And we need the help of God to rearrange, to reconfigure, to reorder our passion and desires. And I pray that as we look into God's Word today, may our affection be set right. And I've entitled this short sermon, Rightly Ordered Love. And we'll be reading a very familiar verse in Mark chapter 12, verse 28 to 34. I invite all of us to stand as we read God's Word together, as we give reverence to His Word. Mark chapter 12, verse 28 to 34. Let's read. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he have answered him well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. And the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all heart and with all understanding and with all strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he truly answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Let us pray. Lord, we humbly come to you, knowing, Lord, na kayo po ang hihipo sa aming mga puso. Lord, this text, is, many of us have read this. It became our devotion. Many of us are familiar with these words. But I pray, O oh God, that you would just give us fresh revelation to know, Lord, your will upon our lives. You can see our hearts and our thoughts. You can see the situation that we are in. But I pray as we look into your word, we will be humble enough to surrender our whole to you, that you may reorder our life according to your purpose and your will. Holy Spirit, you are our teacher, and may your word be spoken powerfully today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, last Sunday, Pastor Ray briefly provided the context of what Jesus was doing and what was he experiencing at the time. If you read chapter 11 and 12 of Mark, Jesus was being asked and bombarded by so much question by the teachers of the law, by the scribe, by the Pharisees. They were asking him many questions. They were asking him where he got his authority. They were asking him who, who, to whom should they pay their taxes. They were asking him about resurrection, which, in which Pastor Ray spoke last Sunday. You know, they were asking questions not, not out of curiosity, the reason why they are asking Jesus' question is because they have a motive. They want to find some mistake. They want to find fault in his teaching, in the things that he will say, so that they can accuse him and catch him. So my motivo ito mga teachers of the law. That's why they keep on asking question and question and question. Tatlo. However, Jesus discerned their heart. Jesus knew their mind, and He answered them with wisdom. He knows how to answer them. He knows how to be straight with them and be prompt with them. To the point, you know what happened? They begin to dispute with one another. Sila pa nag-away-away. Ang galing ng Panginoon, technique. They were asking Him, Binalik niya, sila ngayon na nag-away-away. So they were disputing. The text there, they were disputing with one another. Yet in the midst of their discussion, in the midst of their talk, or of the describe having, describe having their debate, we notice in our text that there is one scribe who came up 
And I would say that this scribe is not part of the group who are debating because in verse 28, it says there, and one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. So, hindi siya part ng nag-discussion. So, he suddenly came up, he heard them disputing, so he went to Jesus and asked him a question. He asked him a question. Here is the verses in verse 28. This scribe asked Jesus a question. In the following verses, we see how Jesus responded. Jesus replied in verse 29 to 30. And then in verse 32 to 34, you notice how the scribe responded. You see the exchange between Jesus and the scribe and even the group. Now, the question that the scribe asked is very simple. It's a common question oftentimes they would ask each other. And the question they will ask, normally this question is asked among the teachers. The question is this, which commandment is the most important of all? Etong tanong na to ay common sa kanila. Hindi surprise testo. It's a common question the teachers of the law often throw each other. Why? Because they love to discuss. They love to debate. They love to just look into the scripture. Because they have 600 plus laws and commands that they would want to look into. So they would ask each other, and when they would ask this question, oftentimes the intention is not to put ranking which is less or more important, but rather the intention of asking this question is this, is to identify what is the chief commandment that defines the rest of the commands. What is the foundation? Ang ibig sa pagtinatanong tong statement, ano ba ang commandment na, na nag, nag hold of everything? What is the real core, real foundation of the other commandments? So the question is this, tinanong si Jesus, ano sa lahat na commandment ang pinaka-importante, the most important, and what that would define why we should follow the other commands? That's the right question. Often they ask. Now, I was trying to study this scribe, this person who approached him. We don't know his true goal of asking. In Matthew 22, we can see a parallel verse. He was mentioned that he came to Jesus because he wanted to test him. We don't know if this scribe is wanting to capture him like the other teacher of the law. We don't know if this scribe is coming to Jesus with sincerity. But you know what? Probably he's coming to Jesus with the intention of testing whether he knows the law without any motive. And I would suggest that this scribe was coming to Jesus with honest intention. Because notice their conversation. Notice the exchange. There's no hostility. Hindi katulad yung treatment niya dun sa ibang scribe. He was, they even affirm one another. He said, you, you, the teacher, you said, well. And then the, Jesus responded to him. They were responding without hostility. Therefore, I suggest this. This scribe was simply asking an honest and a question with pure motive. Ayaw, hindi katulad ng iba na uhulihin siya. He was just simply asking God, Jesus, with honesty and pure motive. Now, like these scribes, I do believe that all of us need to do the same. We need to ask. Because if we desire to grow in discipleship, if we decide to grow and mature in the Lord, if we decide to walk in victory and finish well in our faith, if we desire to have our love ordered right, we need to humble ourselves before God and have an honest conversation with Him. And this leads me to the first point. To rightly order our love, we need to come to Jesus and have an honest conversation with Him honest conversation. You see, the scribe came to Jesus with a simple question, which is the greatest commandment? 
Despite of the noise, despite of the discussion or even heated debate, he rose up among them, came to Jesus and asked a simple question, an honest question. Brothers and sisters, let me ask you, when was the last time you come to the Lord in prayer with an open heart and have honest and sincere conversation with Him? Yung totoo, hindi rush. Yung you come to the Lord, when was the last time you asked Jesus a tough and hard question? When was the last time you come to Jesus, you came to Jesus and asked Him, Lord, what is important to you? You know, I do believe the Holy Spirit will speak to us and convict us. And I do believe that God's word is true and alive. And he will speak to us. The scripture said that God's word is like a double-edged sword. God's word is like a hammer. God's word is like a mirror that will show you who you are. And God's word is like a honey. When was the last time you come to God in your prayer and even in your study? You said, Lord, Lord, speak to me. Speak to my heart. You know, oftentimes we have our Bible reading. Who is following our Bible reading? You just read it fast. After that, you leave. I'm done. Praise God. I've done my devotion. You just tick, tick, tick. Punta sa misis mo. Oh, nabasa mo na. Hindi pa. When was the last time you just come and just read your word? Just ponder on that verse. Ponder on that text. Just that particular text. And Lord, open my heart. I want to speak to you. Speak to me. Tell me the truth. Speak to my heart. When was the last time you paused and said, Lord, I want to hear from you? No, not just, not, I'm not saying to be mystic here. I'm not saying suddenly, well. I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. The Lord said the Holy Spirit is there to teach you all truth, to teach you and remind you of His teaching. When was the last time you paused and said, Lord, kamusta na po ang ating relationship? When was the last time you paused Lord, how is my walk with you? Or you would just come to church and say, that's it. Lord, speak to me on Sunday, but don't speak to me on Monday, Tuesday, until Saturday. That's it. That's the contract. Deal or no deal. Oftentimes, we live that way. We don't ask real questions. We just go through. You read the verse. Masakit yung verse. Lord, No idol, do not lie, do not chismis. When was the last time you said, Lord, speak to me? When was the last time you said, Lord, is my heart far away? You want to grow in your love for Jesus? Then you have to come to Him and speak to Him and be with Him. Not just going to the routine of going to church. Not just going to the round of just going to Sunday and Bible study and just, just go and say, Lord, I want you to speak to my heart. You speak to my heart. Lord, what is your plan for me? What is your plan for my life? Lord, you have given me this job in Singapore. What is your purpose, Lord? Lord, you have given me a lot. You have given me this employer. What is your plan, oh God? When was the last time you paused and spoke to him with honesty in your heart? I was sharing to the young people last Sunday, a few weeks ago, I think. Um, I was working previously as a programmer. And when my first job, I, I worked as a programmer, I will come in at 9 or 8.30, I would program hanggang 6, 7, plus, plus, plus pa. Overtime, program na program, nakatapat sa TV, nagpo-program. Paminsan nakakatulog na rin. 
So during the time I would program, I would download sermons. I would listen to sermon. I would listen to the teaching of, of those sermons. And there are times that I'll be moved. And I will be touched. I will be encouraged. I will be convicted. There are times when I'm sitting there, I will be just sa akin to. But there was one point that I was sitting there on my desk programming. I asked God, God, after five years, am I still here doing programming? Or there is more thing you want me to do for you? I asked him that tough question, Lord, is there more things in my life that you want me to do that is your plan, not my plan, your plan? I was sitting down there, Lord, this word that I've heard convicted me, but I want you, Lord, to really speak to me. What is your intention? Why are you convicted me? I was sitting down there, my boss and the umiyak. At that moment, I'm having that honest conversation, Lord. I want to know your plan for my life. And I pray that each one of us will be so sincere and come to God. Lord, I have this work. I have this business. I have all these things. But yet this is empty in my heart. But I want to really know your will upon my life. There are times that you would take time to just sit down and pray and seek the Lord. Lord, I want to have that honest conversation. I just don't want to go to routine. I just want, don't want to go to Sunday and Sunday. Parang walang bagbabago. But you want the real thing. And I know God can move our heart and change our heart because He's alive and you have the Holy Spirit and His Word is true. Kaya sabi mo sa atabi mo, kausapin mo na si Lord. Wag lang text. Ask Him. What's the greatest commandment, Lord? And He will speak to you in a powerful way, reminding you is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. Firstly, to rightly order our love, we need to come to the Lord in humility, having an honest conversation with Him. Second, to rightly order our love, we need to heed and listen to his words. You see, here in verse 29 to 31, we read how Jesus responds. In verse 29, Jesus first responds by saying the Shema. Jesus answered, the most important is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. This prayer, this statement is often quoted and used by the Jewish people every morning and every evening. A statement to affirm that God is one, is that God reigns in their life, in their nation. Now, it is clear here that Jesus did not abolish the law. He affirmed it. That's why he said here, and recognize this one true God in showing the people. But not only that, he moved in the second part. He said here in verse 30, And you shall love the Lord with, all, with your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. We many of us are familiar with this verse. But I would like to emphasize and remind all of us here, the statement here, there's one word that's being repeated, all. It means all of your heart. All of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. This means loving God with whole being. Loving God with everything. Loving God with your life, both inner and external. Loving God without any hesitation or reservation. This means loving God with everything of our life. But this, the, the real here is this. It's challenging. Because there is a tension. Because our love, parang stock market, up, down. Parang temperature, init, lamig. Parang weather, weather lang. Parang ngayon, mamaya uulan. See, either we love ourselves or we love God. Or either our will is aligned to Him or we seeking our own desire. 
You know, I'm reading a book, Longing for God by Richard Foster. And the author, what he did is he, he went to all the church fathers on how they define this verse. And one um, example that he used is St. Augustine, a theologian, a philosopher in 400 AD. And he described how this text is being explained. He says here, heart and soul, it speaks of soul, our emotion and will. The mind it speaks of memory, knowledge, and thoughts. The body speaks of senses, desire, and appetite. But there's a problem here. The problem with the heart and soul is this. We have a disordered love. We have a disordered love. We love different things. We pursue different things. We use our time and our resources rather than for God, for other things. Ask the person beside you, how deep is your love? See, alam na alam niyo si PGs. There are times ang puso natin ay natatangay na bagay-bagay na hindi dapat. Instead of pursuing God, we pursue other things. There are times that our love has become stagnant. We just go to the status quo and be contented of that. That's it. You know, one way that you are truly going deep in, in, in your love for God is if you are more hungry for Him. One in evidence that you are going deep in your love for God is you're more hungry for Him. You're not satisfied with just Sunday, but you're wanting for more and more. Hindi lang sa preaching ni pastor, but you will go in your prayer room and you will listen to sermon and you listen to worship and say, Lord, I want more. That's when you are going deeper in God's Word and your affection. You know when you love somebody, you just want to be with that person? Kaya iba sa inyo umuwi agad, nag-open lang borders, uwi agad sa Pilipinas. You want to be with that person. You're willing to, okay, uh, boss, maglilive ako ha, two weeks. Why? I miss my love of my love. Love of my life, my love, ano yun? You want to be with that person. The question now, what are you spending your time now? Are you spending more time in His Word? O pang ano lang yan, pasang oras lang, just to pass the day? Are you spending time in prayer and seeking His face? What's in your heart? What makes you angry when the thing is taken away? What makes you frustrated when certain things is taken away? Can define that is the thing is that what you really love. Let's just come to the Lord. Open my heart. About mine. What consume your mind lately? Because we have distorted thoughts. There are things that we think. There are times that we have bitterness in the past and you still replay it in our mind. There are things that you have seen and read and is playing in your mind. Rather than meditating of God's word, you are watching things that indeed dapat na sayang oras. You know, this week, na nakot ako ng isang YouTube show. You know, I, as pastor, nanood naman kami ng YouTube. <laughs> Hindi naman kami, marunong din kami mag-YouTube. Wala lang kaming TikTok. Baka si pastor rin lang. You know, my mind was caught with what? In YouTube? Si Johnny Depp. I was watching. Sabi ni Ewok, ano yung pinanood mo? Umuha ng sermon. I was caught. You know, and there are things that would just come to your mind and capture your thoughts. Some of you are so excited. Kung sino, 
Guess nyo? Yun na lang iniisip nyo pag discussion. Eto, eto, eto. Ewan ko. This morning, I wanted to iron my clothes. May kulay doon. Sabi ko, wag. What's in your mind? What's trigger you? What defines you today? I was speaking to my, one time I was speaking to my aunt. Kasi nga, yung magkakapatid ng mother side ko, nag-aaway-aaway about pera, about land. Normal, teleserya. Nag-aaway-aaway. And then sabi ng isang tita ko, money is evil. Sabi ko, wow. Totoo. Money is evil? Tama ba yun? Tama ba? Money is evil? Sige, mga teachers, mga theologians. Is money evil? No. Is the love of money. What is in your mind? Are you thinking so much about money that you are saving for this world that everyone will take away? Or you're thinking about there? I'm not saying that you always have to think about everything there that you've forgotten here. But if your mind is caught about what you can possess, what you want to gain, what you want to have in life, but suddenly can easily be taken away and you've forgotten to invest in heaven, then you have a wrong priority. Scripture said, set your mind on things above and not on earth. Love the Lord with all your mind. And lastly, love the Lord with all your body and strength. Senses. Problem here is that we have unbridled desire and appetite. We are being tempted in many ways. Like, atulad ni Pastor Ray last Sunday. Ewan ko nasa si Pastor Ray. Sabi niya, he was a glutton. He likes to eat. Eat and eat and eat. But look at him now. Ewan ko nasa siya. But look at him now. You know, there are things in our life those that what, like Pastor Ray, it's visible. What he eat, he shows. But there are things in our life that no one will see. There are things that God only sees. That God only sees our heart and our action. And we have to be watchful of that. Because if you love God with all your life, your body, and strength, then you will use your strength for God. Interestingly, I was searching. I saw an, an article about, about a certain matter in church. He said, people in church watch porn. Both male and female. No one sees it. You can hide it. But the Lord sees it. Scripture says there, Love the Lord with your body and your strength. Do not use your body for sin, but use it to serve others. There's a song that I, I don't know how to sing this, but I, I remember this song. It says there, Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful little eyes what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. For the Father above is looking down in love. So be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. For the Father is above is looking down in love. Sabi mo sa mo. So be careful, little tongue, what you say. Love the Lord with your heart, body, mind. And Jesus thirdly said, he responded, Love your neighbor as yourself. And there's no other commandment greater than this. You see, as we grow in humility and loving God, it's inevitably be led us to love our neighbor. It's a natural process. It's not fake. It's, it, it is come naturally. The more you love Jesus, it will come to you in loving others. 
Sige, as we love God with all our heart, our soul, our mind, strength, it will naturally manifest in the way we love our neighbor. The love of God will flow outward to the people around us. And there is a change from self-preserving love from self-giving love. Because that's the nature of God, to give. And as you grow deep in your relationship, you begin to give your life to people. But the question is this, how can we love our neighbor? We have sen- seen many examples in the scripture. One is the Samaritan, good Samaritan. But Paul also wrote a specific letter to a church. A church that's vibrant with a lot of spiritual gift and reminding them how they should behave and love each other as a neighbor. And we read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he says, Then love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist in its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. Love bears all things, believe all things, and hope all things, endures all things. Sabi ni Paul sa Corinthian church, who is a vibrant church, he said, love one another. Now, let's try this. Kasi nababasa na natin yung parang normal eh. Let's try it and change it. Instead of putting love, let's put a self-centered person. Ano bang manifest doon? Let's read this. A self-centered person is not patient. A self-centered person is not kind. Meron ka ba niyo sa care group niyo? A self-centered person is envious and boastful. Mayabang. Nabili daw niya na lahat. Ready na daw siyang mamatay. A self-centered person is arrogant and rude. A self-centered person does not ins- does insist in his own way. Gusto ko dito, bahala kayo. My want, I want, I, this is what I want, I don't care. A self-centered person is irritable. A self-centered person is resentful. A self-centered person rejoices in wrongdoing. A self-centered person does not rejoice in truth. He does not bear all things, does not believe it at all, does not hope in all things, does not endure all things. Which part in this speaks of you? I see some of mine. Hopefully, we will reflect on this. You know, I saw this quote. He says here, Jesus made love the most important thing in life because love is the fulfilling of the law. If we love God, we'll experience love within and will express that love to others. We do not live by rules, but by relationship. A loving relationship with God that enable us to have a loving relationship with others. It's a very beautiful reminder as a church because tendency, we forget this. Tendency, we fill ourselves with so much idea or doctrines, but we're not leaving it towards people. I remember a testimony. I've shared this in the past about this pastor who just preached. He preached his his third sermon on Sunday kasi may tatlong service sila or four, fourth. So he just finished. He was so tired and he sat down. Sa Paul, dun sa, sa stage, he was so tired. Paminsan pagkatapos ka na mag-preach, gusto mo lang tahimik. He was so tired after preaching. And suddenly, this poor man, taong grasa, started to approach him. And he's, the guy is coming in. From far away, you can smell the person. Alam niyo na, amoy niyo umalayo. He can smell the person. And that pastor is just looking at him. And this guy is approaching in his mind. Pagod na ako, katatapos ko lang mag-preach. Ano bang gusto niya? What do this person want? So the pastor took his wallet. And getting ready to give him something. So the past, the, the, yung taong grasa, poor person, 
Anong Tagalog ng taong grasa? Grass people? English teacher. You get what I mean. He was just walking. And it was flowing closer and closer, and the smell is being smellier and smellier and smellier. So he's kneeling to the pastor. The pastor is sitting down, he's tired. So he took his wallet, and once he saw me, he just gave his pera. He gave to that pastor, to that man. He gave, he stretched out here. Mm. You know what the guy said? Pastor, I don't want your money, but I want that love that you're preaching about. And it broke the pastor's heart. It is easy to just push him away. He just finished preaching. He just finished preaching. He just want to leave it and just tapos na duty ko that Sunday. And this guy came and he wanted to just shoot. The best way is just give the money and just go away. Don't disturb me. But the guy said, Pastor, I don't want your money. I want the love that you are preaching. And it broke the pastor's heart and he took the guy and hugged him and smell him. Because he remembered he was that man, smelly, yet the Lord embraced him. How many among you are nobody who have nothing, but yet the Lord reached out to your heart, captured you, changed your life, renewed you, built you a new life, and accepted even though you are smelly. He embraced that man and he come to the Lord. He said, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. There are times we have lost focus. We become self-centered in the way we live our life. We want to be comfortable, not willing to serve, not willing to do the things that God called us to do. But clearly state here, love your neighbor. And Jesus showed it. By loving you, by dying for you. And love now and respond by loving others. To rightly order love, we have to listen to his word. Lastly, to rightly order love, we need to humbly and seek his divine help. I will do it quickly here. After that conversation, Jesus responded. The scribe responded, well done. You are right, teacher, the scribe said to Jesus. You are truly said that there is one and there is no other beside him. And to love him with all the heart and mind understanding, with all strength and, the, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. The scribe knew the word. The scribe is familiar with the text. He knows what's right and wrong. But this is what Jesus said to him. And then Jesus saw and he that he answered wisely. He said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. You are not far from the kingdom of God. Pasado ka pero 99 over 100. Hindi pa rin full mark. You're not far. You know, it can be interpreted in few ways. Probably the scribe have known, he knows the command inside out, but he's not living it. May namit na ba kayo na maraming alam about Bible, pero ang buhay parang A1? We have seen that. They know about that scripture inside and out, pero the way they treat people is not right. Probably this is one way to interpret this text. This scribe knew it well. He knew the right statement. He knew the law. But he's not living it. And probably also this reason is that Jesus knew that no one can attain it. No one can truly love God with all the heart and soul, body, and mind. No one can truly love his neighbor by his own strength and ability. You know what? Look how the scribe responded. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. 
You know why they keep quiet? Because Jesus exposed their heart. They've been asking him so much question about the law and commands. But they miss out the real essence of the law. And it revealed the condition of the heart. They have known a lot of things, but that they have not really loved God. With all the heart, mind, and body, and soul, they have not really loved their neighbors. Kaya tumahimik sila. And they responded, notice this, they responded by being quiet. You know, one thing here I, I see that they probably responding in pride. Instead of coming to Jesus, they responded in pride, not admitting their mistake. Probably they're responding in pride and they fail to see that the Savior, Messiah is there. They're responding in pride by not repenting. Alam na nga mali sila. But yet, they keep quiet. And you see it in the text, they continue pursuing to find ways to capture Jesus. It just shows that in ourselves, by in our ability, we cannot do it. We are not able to love God with all our heart by our own ability. We can never love others my own strength. All the more we need to come to Jesus and say, Lord, change my heart. Change me that I may love you and love others. Sabi mo sa atabi mo, ang hirap kang mahalin. It's so hard to love you. Just turn to your neighbor. so hard to love you. Care group? But we can love each other when we know Jesus is working in our life, changing us. As a summary, rightly ordering our love, we need to come to the Lord with an honest conversation. Ask the right question. And said, Lord, what is my life for? To rightly ordering our love, we need to listen to His words and commandments. Know what is important to Him. And lastly, rightly ordering our love, we need to humbly seek His help. Because trying to do it by our own, we cannot do it. And Jesus is reminding us to abide in Him and then we can only bear that fruit. As I conclude, one, we have a chat group with some of the men and Pastor Ray sent a message about a church. And pinakita niya sa amin tong message nito. Sabi dito, To all who are weary and needed rest. Ito yung slogan ng church nun. To all who mourn and long for comfort. To all who fail and desire strength. And to all sinner in need of Savior. This church welcomes you with all open doors from Jesus. The friend of sinners. Pastor Ray saw this one of the, and one of the church, I think in the U.S., yung invitation nila. Tapos sabi ni Pastor Ray, lilipat na daw siya ng church. Punta na daw siya dyan. Beautiful. You know what our slogan? Simple. Loving God and loving people. But the question is this. Are we truly loving God? Are we truly obeying His call to love others? If you're honest, we're not there yet. If you're honest, we're not there. Loving you? Hmm? It's tough. Yung katabi po nga, eh, ang hirap eh. It's tough. But I know as the Lord will baptize us with His love, He will transform this church so that we may love Him with all our heart, mind, body, and soul, and that we may love others. You know, my heart's desire for living word is not to be famous 
for living word to have this slogan live out to love God and to love people when people enter here they know that living word love God and love people hindi na nag-aaway sa Facebook learn how to forgive learn how to guide and learn how to serve loving God and loving people is a call for us to have an honest conversation with Him. And I pray that you will have that. It's a call for us to listen and obey His word. It's a call for us to come to Jesus and say, Help me, because I cannot do it, my Lord. But by your grace and mercy, I can do it. Let's pray. Lord, salamat, Panginoon, sa hapon dito. Kami po ay sama-sama para nag-aral ng inyong salita. We thank you, Lord, on how you're speaking to us and how you are encouraging us, challenging us to go deeper in our discipleship. In one area that you want us to change, one area you want to look at and focus on is the reordering of our love and affection. Forgive us at times, Lord, that we have loved the world more than you. And you can see all of our hearts today. Nothing is hidden, O oh God. But I pray as your word exposes our situation and condition, may we not respond in pride, but rather respond in humility, knowing that it's you that will change us from inside. As you change us, from inside, as we go deeper in loving you, Lord, I pray it will manifest in our life in how we would love others, not just in our words, but in our action. Help us, oh God, because at times we fail, but we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word that will help us and guide us, that will empower us, oh Lord, to love you and to love God. Lord, this is your church. Bring us to you. Bring us to you. May we fall in love with you, Jesus. At this time, as the worship team are leading us in the song, let us just close our eyes and just speak to God and have a conversation with Him by offering our life. Thank you.
your spirit and with your love that you will transform us and we experience more of you in our life so that we will fall in love with you and you again oh lord because only you will satisfy and the same time lord i pray you will change us as you change us our heart lord point us to people who are needy point us to our neighbor that we will that we will be an instrument for you that your love will overflow that your love lord will flow in each one of our lives god lord i pray for your living word fellowship to experience more of you give us the thirst give us the hunger with all our heart and minds. Salamat, Panginoon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just raise our hands and receive the benediction. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through Him. Lord, as we face this brand new week, remind us of your greatest commandment, to love you with all our heart, mind, body, soul, to love our neighbor. I pray, O oh God, that you will empower us to face this brand new way with your empowerment, with your leading, with your love. Salamat, Panginoon. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen, Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Praise the Lord. Thank you, brothers and sisters, those who have joined us on YouTube. See you again next week. Salamat po. Just turn to somebody and tell that person, let us love God together. God bless everyone.